0: I want to welcome you to this edition of Bible News Radio. Hey, it's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a minute since I've seen you all. I hope you're doing good. Um, Hey, I wanted to take some time off from doing my sabbatical to share with you an interview that I did with the producer and director of a brand new film called Disconnected. And um, I want to let you know, that this interview is very powerful we touch on some very important issues stuff honestly that if you haven't thought about it once you listen to this interview you're gonna go wow okay just so you know so i'm gonna tell you a little bit about don i'm gonna read his bio here because it's it's worthy of being read so i want to read it to you so don johnson not the one in that show in another, you know, <laughs> um, he is a filmmaker, an author and a speaker. He's the founder of Don Johnson Media and Runaway Planet Pictures. And he's produced three feature length documentaries, one called Convinced, one called Unprotected and his latest called Disconnected, which is the one that we talked about. Don has also written two books on theology, culture, and apologetics, How to Talk to a Skeptic, put out by Baker, and his latest Twisted Unto Destruction, How Bible Alone Theology Made the World a Worse Place. Okay, that was actually put out this year in 2022. Don has a BA in Theology, Missions, and Intercultural Studies from San Jose Christian College, and he has a master's degree in Christian apologetics from Biola University and an MA in Theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville. And on my show, in my interview, he did say that he's a Catholic, just so you guys know, he is a Catholic. He's also done graduate work in the evangelism program at Multnomah Seminary and the philosophy of religion program at Talbot School of Theology, which if you don't know, that's also part of Biola University. He has four children. He lives in Southern California, where I used to live, and he enjoys hiking. Yeah, he does. So he wrote, he directed this movie and produced this movie called Disconnected, the real story behind the transgender explosion. And so what I want you to do as you're watching this, first of all, you're going to have to pay to see this movie, right? It's not expensive. You pay more if you go to a theater to get it. I'm going to tell you, you'll be able to pay for it. Watch it be streamed online, okay? I would never recommend this movie if I didn't see it. I saw it, I watched it a few times, I loved it. And it exposes so much of what's going on in the world right now. That if you don't think about what's going on and how the pieces fit together, you 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 don't see it. And Don does a great job of um, of exposing this here in his film. So stay tuned, watch there, you know, watch our interview, which is right there. Okay, just we're just gonna go do the flip. There we go. <laughs> watch the interview and do me a favor and share it with some friends. All right, hello everybody. I want to thank you for joining us for this interview i've been waiting quite a while for this interview uh, with don johnson he is the filmmaker yeah he is he's the producer and director of the movie disconnected which we already talked about just a second ago but don welcome to the show glad you're here
1: (laughs) thank you very much for having me it's nice to be here
0: well you know what i'm i'm honored that you're here and I'm, i'm curious have you been getting a lot of interviews about this
1: Filming. We have been, yeah. It's been the uh, the interest is high. I mean, it's a hot topic. Uh, more than that, I feel like there's a lot of parents and pastors. Although, frankly, I'd like a few more pastors involved, but a lot of parents are feeling hit pretty hard by this and not sure what to do. And uh, the kids, I mean, it's a tsunami overtaking the teenage world. So, yeah, we have been getting a lot of interest. It's been nice.
0: Nice. Well. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thanks. You know what? I loved your film. I know I already told you that off, you know, recording, but I loved it. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because it was real and it made me cry at the end.
1: <laughs> and hey, that's what I look for.
0: <laughs> I will I will tell you also my husband I watched it first, then me and my husband watched it together, and he also teared up at the end. It moved my crusty old, you know, husband's heart. So yeah. um Didn't see that coming and I'm obviously going to ruin it, but I think that um, how you ended it was great. I mean, it was just fantastic. So
1: well I, uh, that was a god thing we uh we didn't plan that and i am not gonna ruin the ending for everybody it is emotional you're I, i've I cry and I've watched it a hundred times so <laughs> it for me it's still it's still good and uh yeah, every time we've shown it um you know the theater is very moved but I will let you know that that was um i mean that was two weeks before. We released the movie. I mean, we were editing up to the last minute, oh. just because the the girl we follow in the film, like the main character, if you will, Daisy. I mean, she's got life events that are happening, you know, as we're editing and cutting. And <laughs> so we're like, Daisy, we're coming back to see you in Chicago. And can you do this little cut at the end? And so yeah, it turned out really cool, but total God thing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, for people who um, don't know, you know, a little bit more about your background. You actually spent how long did you spend to put this together over a year, a couple yeah,
1: years, probably about 18 months, a little more. Uh, okay. So somewhat quickly in movie circles. But yeah, about the last year and a half of my life was in this.
0: Okay. And you interviewed quite a few experts in this. And I have to tell you, I've interviewed Walt Heyer. Um, and I know a lot of the other people that you interviewed. Tell everybody a little bit about who you interviewed and why you, why, well, first of all, I'll just say, why do you make the movie? And then give us some of the experts. Cause some people might not know how you know, prestigious these people are number one. And, <laughs> and you know, why they're why what they have to say is extremely valid because so many people are in the dark about this subject. Yeah,
1: that's true. There is a lot of ignorance. And I was one of those fairly ignorant people as well, which is why I made the movie. I, the transgender thing. I mean, who even heard of it 10 years ago? Right. And it's uh, suddenly everywhere, especially as a dad. I've got four kids, you know, three teenage ish daughters right between that 12 and 20 era and that's was my primary motivation is that you see a lot of their um, friends even in our sheltered little circles, a lot of their friends and it's just um, everywhere you go for them, they have to uh, they're inundated with the whole trans thing, the pronouns and their friends are coming out and becoming non-binary and all the rest of it. And so as a dad, I was pretty motivated. And so then the people I interviewed, I I was, you know, God really opened up a lot of doors. I started with guys uh, like Ryan T Anderson who wrote uh, Mm -hmm. when Harry became Sally uh, was very gracious to say, Yes, early on, Uh, my friend Abigail Favali has a great book out called The Genesis of Gender. And so I started with some of the experts that had written books or were in the process that I knew were in the process, like Abigail, of writing a book about it and uh, sat down with them. And then it kind of just snowballed from there, frankly. So I would ask, you know, (laughs) I'd sit down with Abigail and ask, who did she talk to uh, or who did Ryan talk to to write their books? And so then they sent me in certain places. So we talked to like, um, Daisy, the transitioner girl who detransitioned, who, uh, opens the film and became, again, this wasn't really planned, but, um, she ended up being the main character arc in the film. And, uh, I got introduced to her through Abigail Favali, who had interviewed her through, um, for her book. And so, yeah, you kind of just some of them I didn't even we'd show up in uh, Washington, D.C., actually. So, I mean, there's some great stories. We showed up in D.C., which is where uh, Ryan Anderson and a lot of the other um Experts mm-hmm. are. And we actually lost one of the interviews. She just couldn't make it. She was like, sorry, I can't be there tomorrow. And so we had this open day and we started asking around, uh, is there anyone close by who, might, you know, because we've got a day, we're in town, we want to film. And that's actually how we found uh, Maria Keffler, who is amazing in the film. And she started, um, who had just recently started advocates protecting children along with Aaron Brewer, uh, this amazing organization, but that we've kind of fell into that. We didn't even plan to meet Maria and then she said, yes, we went and saw her and and it was this great interview and she introduced us to Aaron and then we're off to South Carolina to talk to Walt. and so it really was who um who do you know? who should we talk to? And they were all just very gracious and and saying yes. and so it is really a I mean, not, not my doing, but it's a fantastic lineup of of people.
0: Yeah, it is. I I think that's so cool. I mean, it's, it's cool, but it's a sad topic, unfortunately, you know, I will tell you, um, you know, I have a special interest in this topic because I've covered the, the homosexual lobby for quite a while. And my background as a marriage and family therapist took me to a couple of, um, Conferences, in particular, I used to be a counselor over at California Elementary School down there in Newport Beach. Just so everybody knows, he's in California. So
1: That's right. just <laughs> I, down the road I, yeah. I
0: still got the seven one four number, but um, but I was a counselor for three years, right? In in that, and that had that was in that that was between two thousand and 2009, and probably nine around there. So quite a while ago and back then I could see the you know the influence of the homosexual lobby on the safe schools thing and all this other stuff well um, I was invited to a conference and it was held down in San Diego it was called SESCAL it's no longer going on the the lesbian uh, psychologist that headed it up uh, she's doing something else but I'll never forget it because I went into this this meeting I was sitting in the back kind of went in as a spy and I've Gone to a couple of GLSEN conferences as well. So as, you know, undercover, because I was asked by Traditional Values Coalition to go in because nobody knows me. So, you know, they don't know who I am. Of course, we don't need to do that now because everything's online. But back then, I go in there and there was a psychologist. He was a man who transitioned to female. And he was telling all the school counselors that he was upset because they would not allow the child who wanted to change their gender um, to change because they couldn't find any doctors to do it. Now, I'll never forget this because the parents of this young girl that was there at this meeting for therapists, um, they got up and they spoke on a panel and they were just decrying the fact that they couldn't get any doctor to do it. So this was, like I said, about 2008, nine, around there. And the man, who was a woman, not only is a psychologist, but admitted in front of everybody that he had detransitioned and that he had decided to go back and be a woman. So this guy couldn't like make up his his mind. I'm trying not to swear. But I raised my hand at the very end because he was asking questions. Right. So I raised my hand. I was in the very back and. God, the Holy Spirit has given me self-control because being in an environment where you know that this is going on and it's the mental health field that's advocating for it, which is what you talk about a little bit in your film. I raised my hand and I said to this guy, I said, so I have a question just out of curiosity, you know, how are you going to explain all of this in light of the research a Piaget and all the child development experts and all this other stuff, you know, cause human development is my undergrad. Right. And he's like, Oh, no big deal. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, come, come up to me afterwards and we'll talk. I was like, okay. So I go up to him afterwards and he says to me, we just write our own research and we suppress the other stuff. Now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's how it always is. In all of these things, in all of these things, Stacey Lynn, from uh, abortion to um, homosexuality Mm -hmm. to trans, it's all fake science. They make they they fake the science. They pay off doctors to give bad data. I mean, it's always been like that, and it, it continues today. Yeah, this is not this is not at all about following the science, as something we we bring up in the movie as well. This is about going against the science and about destroying, frankly, destroying uh, the medical field, destroying the counseling field. I mean, the the demolition of the institutions is something that I didn't really. See as clearly at the beginning of this project as I do now, and just how how much damage they have done to the teaching and counseling and medical professions. I mean, it's flabbergasting that um, as a you know an MD now <laughs> you can't you can't recognize male and female. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a long time before I can trust doctors. You know, it's just so strange and evil. What's going on?
0: Well, you know, I mean, that's why I didn't get licensed as a marriage counselor, because I saw it coming down the peak and there was no way I was going to say I was going to do the affirmation care. You guys talk a little bit about affirmation care. because You guys mentioned that in the movie. Um,
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. So in the past. When someone comes in with a condition where they believe things or feel things that are contrary to reality, an anorexic girl comes in who thinks she's obese, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and healthy, we would say to them, no, your, your thoughts and your feelings are not correct. We need to give you cognitive behavioral therapy to right. straighten that out. And this has always been the way that we do things. It's it's you know, it's like common sense, right? You're believing false things about yourself. And so we But we don't say to the person, oh, well, let's change your body to... A match up with your delusional thoughts, your thoughts are the problem, your thoughts and feelings are the problem. It's a psychological, emotional, possibly spiritual condition, right? Well, now we've completely flipped that on our on its head with this whole trans thing, where now they come in with those delusional thoughts, oh, I, I have, um, you know, I these feelings inside these desires inside that don't match up with my body, I, I don't feel like a boy, or I don't feel like a girl, whatever that might mean. And rather than say, oh, well, you've got psychological issues, you've got delusional thoughts, now we are to affirm them. And as we point out in the movie, uh, Ryan Anderson does a nice job of this, like it's completely Orwellian language where we affirm them in their delusions. So they believe false things. Right. And we, we affirm them rather than affirm like, no, you're actually a girl. <laughs> OK, and we're going to line up. We're going to get your thoughts and your feelings lined up with the fact that you are a girl and get you healthy again. Now we're going to mutilate your body and change it. To match up with your delusional thoughts and feelings, and we call that affirmation care. And I mean, it's horrible on its face, but actually, in in many states, up to 20 states or more now, it's actually the law like you can't if you go in (laughs) as a teenage girl now, it's actually against the law for them to offer. Cognitive behavioral therapy, like we would have in the past, you have to push them into transition, or you're in danger of losing your license or getting, uh, you know, kicked off, not not able to prescribe meds and these kind of things. It's absolutely um, uh, 1984 times 10. I mean, I can't even think of or- Orwell could never imagine the <laughs> lengths to which we have gone with the language and the government control of things.
0: I, I will, I will tell you, I'm glad you brought up the whole eating disorder thing. Dr. Shawnee Anderson, who's a psychologist, she used to practice down in Laguna or in Thousand Oaks area. Um, she recently gave a, a message at, with the American Association of Christian Counselors that they have. And um, she was targeted by the homosexual lobby because she actually was trying to protect people, the kids, and spoke out against the masking and some other stuff. Well, one of the things that she talks about is exactly what she said. She specializes in eating disorders, and she said that it would be mal- malpractice if she told an anorexic that they were perfectly fine, right? And, but and she she's a she is a psychologist, a Christian psychologist who who's literally you been reported uh, for malpractice, if you will. And right. she, and her license is at threat right now. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, and I just share that because this is a very, very real thing. I know other therapists, same thing. They have to be very careful with how they, they do stuff. You guys actually uh, highlight the gender bread person in the movie. I'll talk about that a little bit, kind of, because that graphic, I don't know if I can find it, but the graphic is crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it is all just so insane. Uh, yeah, the gender bred person or the gender unicorn actually is what they use now, uh, okay. because because person, I think, is probably too yes. <laughs> too close to reality. (laughs) So now they're actually using a unicorn, the gender unicorn, uh, but it defines personhood uh, according to, I mean, there's many things. There's like your sexual desires. Who do you want to have sex with? But there's also like, what kind of things do you like to play with? Um, Goes to your identity. What kind of, do you like uh, blue or do you like pink? I mean, it's all, it's very, um, something we talk about in the film is that it's very much, reliant on old uh, oppressive stereotypes that we we, th- we tried to get rid of in the 1950s. Whereas, you know, the woman should wear pink and enjoy dresses and stay in the kitchen. And boys would never do such a thing, right? Boys are should be out playing with trucks in the sandbox. And if, in fact, you're a girl, who likes to play with trucks or maybe you're a boy who likes to cook and make cookies or something like this right now, rather than say, Hey, Good job. I mean, we're there's no we're getting rid of those stereotypes. If you want to be a chef, be a chef. Right. That's where we were headed as a society. This is actually flipped. It's on its head. Whereas now little girls are told not to celebrate the fact that, hey, we're tomboyish is what we would have called them in the past or whatever. I mean, now they're like, oh, you might actually be a boy. And this gender bred person or the gender unicorn uh, pushes that so that they actually they also use this scale where they have G.I. Joe on one end of the scale and Barbie doll on the other end of the scale. And they ask, well, are you closer to a Barbie doll or G.I. Joe? And if you're a girl like a female biologically, but you like some of the G.I. Joe stuff. They say, "Well, I guess maybe you're a boy," and there's the spectrum. Well, <laughs> it's all—it's also regressive um, and stupid and insane. But that's what's being sold as science. Uh, again, I just—I can't emphasize enough how upside down the teaching and counseling uh, institutions are right now. Where in the past you would have, if you went in um, as a, a victim of trauma. You know, even something just like divorce, which is a very serious trauma for kids that I, I, that we don't talk about enough. But in the past, at least we would have recognized. Right. Like you're coming in suddenly, you know, I'm a teacher, too. So I I understand when a student suddenly switches from being a very good student to being very sullen and not getting his homework in. And so you can you can be like, hey, hey, what what happened? Oh, Well, his parents got divorced and his dad's nowhere to be found. Okay, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to put those two things together. Okay, like that's okay, right? right? So we've got issues and it's a direct result of the divorce. And now we're gonna try to work through that. If you go in today to a counselor, they are not gonna ask about anything like that. They're not gonna, you could could be a victim of sexual assault, uh, not just divorce, but any sort of trauma you can be in counseling for seven to 10 years and they will not once ask you about any of those things in your past, especially if they get the whole trans thing gets brought up and it's just flabbergasting to me. Again, I'm not a professional counselor. I mean, you, but you know, like, but I kept asking people like, well, when did they connect? Did they ever connect that? I mean, I can, you know, sometimes I, again, I'm not a professional counselor, but I would talk to some of these detransitioning girls And in two, you know, in two minutes, you can kind of see in their past where they went wrong. Right. I mean, it's not it's not hard to figure out like, oh, you had a really tough childhood right then. Or you had this assault or whatever it is. And then suddenly you weren't very interested in being a girl. I get it. I mean, anybody can put those two things together absolutely will not be put together in the counseling field <laughs> so <laughs> like people need to realize how backwards and and upside down those things have become
0: oh it's totally and who is the, who is the woman in the the film the one that was traumatized she was raped
1: yeah so aaron brewer um, okay. who yeah. was, and so she gives actually a nice counter example because she was a victim of sexual assault as a young girl, six year old girl. Right. And, and at the time she's old enough that at the time she got good counseling. Okay. Cause she did not want to be a, she was absolutely not wanting to be a girl anymore. And so today she would have been absolutely pushed into transition. At the time she got cognitive behavioral therapy and she became very healthy and she grew up to become a mother. And, a, you know, she's like, that's what, that's actually what made her become an activist now is that in Utah, the, they have outlawed the very therapy that helped heal Aaron. And so now people in her position, young girls in her position would not get the therapy. And so she thinks of like if she if she had been a, an, uh, in the same position now, she would have been sterilized. She would have been put on a path towards surgical um, mutilation and she would have never been able to have her kids and grow up and be happy the way she is. So, um, yeah, she's a, she's a great example of what should, you know, happen and what, what is actually outlawed. Like it's actually against the law for it to happen now in places like Utah and California.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I fit in that demographic myself, which is another reason why I'm so adamant about continuing to bring stuff like this before, because it's, it's like, uh, because if, If I mean, I sought out counseling, too, and I got good counseling, actually. I had a therapist who graduated from Biola, come to think of it. But, you know, and I I have another therapist that I've worked from APU. So, you know, it's but I'm older. Right. So in your in your film, though, you talk about um, different age demographics. So tell us a little bit about the age demographic that's being targeted for the transition, because it's not what people think. Yeah that's, that's in light of of the story time hour and and you know everybody right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know,
1: the, the news and even some of the pushback against the whole trans things has been focused on those like middle aged men who are now prancing around in women's clothes and wearing makeup. Um, and that's not what we focus on in the film, uh, primarily because it's two different stories, really. I mean, there is a connection that we right. don't get into too much in the film. There is a connection. But that group of middle aged men, I mean, primarily they are autogonophiles, they have a sexual dysfunction where they basically get off wearing women's clothes that that they find that sexually satisfying. And so that's that thing. But that's not where most of the, the... transgender issue is these days it's with teenage girls and younger now now they're pushing it into like kindergarten so but it's all young girls um which was never an issue before even in like actual gender dysphoria which was a very tiny little minuscule thing uh like 0.03 percent of young boys maybe had you know like they just weren't comfortable and they would grow out of it they would all grow out of it and it was a very minor thing like There was that group, and then you had your sexual dysfunction with middle-aged men, but this was never an issue with girls, and especially with adolescent girls or pre-adolescent girls, which is almost all of where it is now, right? This is all about, um, uh, that, you know, 12 actually, I'm, I'm going to say it's like, now I've got a, I've got a friend who's a teacher of fourth and fifth grade, and she's got like 50% of her class now identifying as non-binary in, in fifth grade in Oregon. So this is, it's getting younger and younger, but this girl demographic is the real issue. And that as a dad, that's what super concerns me. because I mean, these are young kids who we are pushing into a, a vortex. This trans-industrial complex just sucks them into a vortex that's frankly, is inescapable in, okay. in, a sen- in the sense that once you're in, you're doing permanent damage every step of the way. That can never be reversed, and they're just absolutely lying to these kids about this. Oh, let's just, if you're not comfortable, you know, growing boobs right now, let's just pause your puberty, and you can start it up again when you want. Well, that's a complete lie. I mean, that's just absolute, flat-out lie. Uh, They're giving, basically, chemical sterilization drugs off-label, by the way. The FDA has never approved any use for kids with these things. Right. We used to give them we used to give them to sex offenders and we don't even do that very much anymore because the side effects are so bad. Yet we're handing them out like candy at Planned Parenthood to a group of junior high girls that walks in. Um so they're given these drugs, they they're permanent damage. Uh, The puberty blockers followed by cross sex hormones, which permanently alters their voice, never comes back um, permanently lowers uh, sterilization comes very quickly. uh, And then a host, a host of permanent um, biological problems that basically makes them a medical patient for life because your body does not produce the hormones that it needs to basically live after you've done that to yourself, putting all these artificial hormones in there. Uh, so you you have to take shots, take uh, medical intervention weekly, monthly for the rest of your life. So, I mean, it's great for big pharma, right? It's great for the, the medical industry that's making billions of dollars off of surgeries, it's terrible for these young girls. And um, yeah, so that's that's where the issue is. It's the fact that we've got a whole generation of young girls that we, we they're not allowed to smoke or get tattoos or vote or anything. Uh, you, you know, you <laughs> they can barely walk into a drugstore and get anything off the shelf. Yet they could walk into a Planned Parenthood and start themselves against their parents permission as 13 year olds uh on permanent um medical I'll call mutilation drugs yeah. uh, that's that's the problem
0: yeah <laughs> i just I have so much I got to say, but okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's infuriating. Everybody look, you've, you've watched the show for a long time, right? You know that we talk, we tell the truth and we're being silenced everywhere. Um, the profit motive, you know, you talk about that. Um, it's, it's all money. In fact, one of the things you brought up in the be that I really, I did not know. And I was so thankful you did. Cause I was like, yes. So um, I didn't know that Margaret Sanger was the one behind birth control. Originally, I did not know that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, because Margaret Sanger, you guys all know, is the founder of Planned Parenthood. And, you know, every picture of her looks like she's got a sour lemon in her face. But that woman was evil beyond.
1: More- she did. She's done more damage than perhaps anyone in history. Just, uh, yeah, very um, evil unfortunate person. Now, interestingly, yeah, we all know her as as the uh Planned Parenthood person. We know Planned Parenthood as abortion, but actually Margaret Sanger was pretty anti-abortion early on. And even um her big thing was birth control. Her big thing was contraception. That was always her main motive. So she started the Birth Control League. Uh she uh gathered around a whole bunch of uh, pastors to finally get um, after, after you know, almost 2000 years in 1930, the Lambeth Conference, uh, the Anglican bishops in England were the first Christian community in all of Christendom, in all uh, of 1930 years before that, to say that contraception was actually a moral thing. And it was Margaret Sanger that pushed them towards this. And this unleashed um, a whole host of evils and actually sent us because we did not stand the line. And I know, um yes. listen, I'm, I'm a Catholic, so I have no problem saying it. I know a lot, but a lot of people are just ignorant about this. Actually, my previous film really focused most on this because I didn't know this story either. I didn't know about Margaret Sanger and the Lambeth Conference and what contraception did. But contraception has been called by some preeminent historians that when the birth control came online, first 1930, the Lambeth Conference. Approved it in Christianity, but then 1960, hormonal birth control gets FDA approval, and many historians call that the most important moment in the 20th century, and partially of human history. And let me explain just real briefly why I think that's so important to this this discussion. Birth control and hormonal contraception separated because it was really this second wave feminist movement, it separated a woman's identity from her body. Right. So a woman was no longer defined as that human that part of the human species if you will right that that human that bears babies like that's that is kind of how we define male and female like your body is a particular way one gets to have the babies and one doesn't i mean that's kind of what it boils down to by defining womanhood uh, apart from our body which is what they did they said my body is this way but i'm going to define womanhood other than my body i'm going to separate it and birth control allowed them for the first time technologically to actually make that feasible right. like you could actually be a woman who didn't have to think about uh, you know sex equaling babies or motherhood or any of those things right and this was new and like yes we've had types of contraception before but the whole idea that womanhood could be separate from your body really opened up a whole Pandora's box of things that they did not realize at the time. I'll grant that they didn't. Some people did some right. of the ideologues knew what was going on. And even back then they could see the trajectory and the trajectory goes something like this. If you can separate, if your identity is not connected to your body, it's out here somewhere, right? It's your, it's your will, it's your desires, it's, it's your thoughts. um, It's what you want. It's what you like in life, you know, like that. But if that's your identity and it's not your body, well, that's historic Gnosticism. That was that's like the satanic lie in the garden. Like you are not cre- being created in the image of God is not from your body, right? It's this Gnostic dualism. Well, if that's the case, certain things follow from that very easily. Um, the next step being that if you're defined by your desires and your your uh, identity is not with your body, well, what's what's to stop the homosexual movement from saying? Um, I'm gay. Like, what does it even mean to be gay? It makes no sense, actually, unless your identity, unless your identity is in your thoughts and your desires and your will, right? Like I am defined, That's why it's
0: fluid, right? That's why it's fluid. Cause it's
1: all up here and it's all up here, you can, Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. It's, but it has nothing to do with your body, right? It has, it's completely disconnected, which is why we named the film. This it's right. disconnected from your body. Um, But people don't realize that I I very I'm very concerned about the conservative movement in America, how it has embraced the gay movement now, because this is not this is not going to work. Okay, it's the same thing. You know, you've got you've got like the gays against the trans now. No, it's not going to work, actually, because it's the same philosophy. It's putting your identity in your thoughts, your desires, your sexual proclivities, this sort of thing, like your behavior. Well, that's not the Christian way, right? Like that's not, we don't define ourselves, our identity by that. It's very closely connected with our bodies. That's what it means to be a hylomorphic being made in the image of God is your body and soul go together. Well, so the, the women's movement and the birth control movement opened up the door then for the gay movement. And the gay movement, then, I mean, this is just a logical progression. If you can be defined by your desires, well, yep. What's to say you can't be defined by my desire to not be a girl to not like that's the same thing like, you know, nobody is born in the wrong body is something we like to say in in, in our pro <laughs> child circles right like well nobody so that's and even I get I stood interesting I stood shoulder to shoulder literally with a bunch of gay activists who are friends of mine it's not this is not an anti gay person thing. Mm-hmm. But the philosophy, um, they they stood side by side and we're all saying, hey, nobody's born in the wrong body, right? Nobody's born trans. There is no such thing as transgender. It's just nothing. Well, I have to add to that, though, to be logically consistent. Nobody's born gay either. There's no such thing as a gay yeah. child. There's no such thing.
0: Ridiculous. It's the, it's the same,
1: yeah, it's the same yeah. philosophy. Right? right. And we need to realize that these things all go together because coming down the line are things like. Um, transhumanism uh, mainstreaming of pedophilia uh, these all go together we had there's a new movement I don't know if you know this um, called gays against groomers okay
0: yes. I, yeah. I, I, I actually was on this is funny you should say it, I was on YouTube and somebody or maybe it was Twitter and somebody said something against groomers and I blocked them and then I went back and I was like wait a minute Groomers, okay, against they're against groom. Okay, what's a groomer? Okay, the groomer is is the trans person who's.
1: Well, so they're the how they're defining it, and I think rightly so, is they're very concerned. There is this um, movement within the homosexual community that's very concerned okay. about the medicalization of kids. And they okay. actually think that the trans movement is keeping gay kids from being gay, is what they, and yeah. so they, so they're against grooming in that sense. Okay. But here's what happened. Uh, let me give okay. you the rest of the story here. Okay. okay. So somebody took their logo and um, made it basically look the same. Um, But instead of gays against groomers, it was maps against groomers. And of course, I'm sure you're familiar with what a map is. A map is a minor attracted person. So a Pedophile. pedophile, okay. So it was pedophiles against groomers and they were very upset the gays against groomers people i mean you know i get it they didn't want to be sure. associated with it that's what they're fighting but philosophically what well, my thought point was think about this think about philosophically there is no difference if right. you can define yourself by your sexual proclivities like who you desire to go to bed with which is what you're doing as a gay person that's no different than saying i'm defined by my desire to have sex with children that's the same thing. Um, and so that's where we're headed. Like the, if you open up the door, but it was all opened up, you know, to oh, get yeah. to the beginning, it was all opened up by the second wave feminists acceptance of defining woman apart from their body. And okay. so that connection is very and not. I mean, that's not the only connection. I mean, the fact that we were giving them uh, synthetic hormones to change their bodies is exactly what we're doing now with these trans kids. It's all very much tied together, and it's all very anti-Christian and, and anti-God and anti-human. I mean, it's a very dark. You know, it, the, you dig under it. It's very dark.
0: Totally dark, and I, I have to tell you. Honestly, that I like, have so many thoughts going through my my mind. <laughs> I, I will I will say them. I'll, I'll do that one. But you know, one of the things I loved about your movie is how you actually pointed that out. Right now, I actually just so you know, I have a Catholic upbringing. Um, when I got married, I used birth control one month. That was it. Um, and and I'm I'm barren. I wasn't able to have children. But I have a good I have a, I have a colleague uh, who is a very devout Catholic. She used birth control. She got married late in life. And uh, when she started to actually look at the what birth control really was, I remember she called me up. She goes, Stacy, I can't believe that this stuff is actually killing my baby before. You know, I mean, she didn't oh, understand because of how it sold. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about diabolical. I mean, an and absolute, completely it's, diabolical. Yeah. And the, the maps, you know, it's it's funny. It was probably about 10 years ago or so, probably give or take. There's a website called before you dot org. It still exists. It's the letter B, the number four, the letter U, act dot org. What it what it is, is it's um it's it's a website that was set up by people in the psychology field who advocate on behalf of people who like children. Right, sexually, their argument initially on the site—it's not up there anymore—but their argument initially was that, <clears throat> and Dr. Judith Reisman and Matt Barber went in and they they exposed some of the first things, but their argument was okay. Minor attracted people, they can't get the psychological help they need for depression. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to change the psychology world so that these people can go in and get help for their depression, not because they're minorly attracted to children. That's how the you know, they didn't want to identify as a pedophile because, you know, that's just criminal. Yeah. yeah. So they change the language right to map minor attract person. Well, it's interesting because the whole sex thing. When I was at that conference I told you about a while, while ago, the lesbian psychologist that led it. She she said this. She said, you know, we do not use the word homosexual because it connotes sex, and we are trying to distance ourselves from that, right? Which is why I use the word homosexual because, you know, he who controls the language controls the debate. The problem is, is the church has dropped. The ball. Not only did they um take scripture out of the debate, like on the life movement. Oh, let's not quote Psalm one hundred and thirty nine. We won't want to yeah. do that because that might offend somebody. Yeah. Let's just do biology, okay? Well, now as you know.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not no, it's enough. not enough.
0: It's like biology. Well, how do you define a man or a woman? If you have a doctor that can't define a man or a woman, I would not want to go to that doctor. Just
1: saying. Well, think about it. I mean, it's interesting. You talk about the MAPS person, right? How they were, they were wanting to um, deal with the depression. Think about now how that's going to be treated because it's not like that now, right? In right. the past, you would say, this guy's got depression. We need to figure it out. Now, they're not going to admit that they have depression. They're not going to admit that there's any sort of psychological issue at all. They're only going to see the fact that this person is attracted to minors and that's his identity. And that we have to affirm right that we have to affirm and the whole you combine this this is very satanic but you combine this with the lowering of the age of consent in all of these other areas that are happening with children yeah. oh and the california is a sanctuary state now where 13 year olds can come from other states apart from their parents permission and come and get abortions get vaccinated get transgender surgeries all of these things if you can do all of those things what else can you do Okay, they are going to lower the age of consent uh, for sexual conduct to line up. Listen, it's just logic to line up with all of these identities, right? Because if you, you you logically cannot stop a person who says, my identity is minor attracted. Well, at the same time saying that person's identity is male, male attracted. And that person's identity is male cat attracted or whatever. There's no, you cannot distinguish between those, like you said, unless you've got some sort of foundation and none of the foundations that the, again, I put conservative in quotes because it's such chaos right now. None of this is working. Okay. You're not going to, you know, we, we should have I'll just I'll say we should have stopped it. We should have stood strong on contraception. We lost there and we've been playing catch up ever since. Now we think, oh, well, I'll stand strong on gay marriage. You notice that just the last couple of weeks, a lot of Republicans voted to affirm into the Constitution, the whole idea like this whole. uh, What was it called? Protect marriage act or so we're protecting gay marriage.
0: It's right? we're, protect, we're
1: protecting we're protecting gay marriage now. Yeah. And the conservatives are on board. Well, the game is lost. OK, the game oh, is totally. lost. You can't. There's no stopping now. Okay, <laughs> And so until we get an actual Christian understanding of what it means to be human and apply that to all of these issues and be willing to stand up and say, this is what it means to be human. And as such, this is evil. <laughs> like, um, unless you're willing to say that we are not going to win this thing like uh, this, yeah. you know, is in as much as again, I I stood out here at the Anaheim Convention Center just a few weeks ago, um, side by side with gays and lesbians and hardcore feminists and all sorts of people trying to stop the medicalization of children. We were out there with our placards. I'm happy to do that all day long. No problem at all. OK, I'll stand side by side. But at the same time. Um, philosophically, I'm going to be very clear about what I actually think is going, it takes to stop this. Okay. You, we have to have uh, a, a recovery of what it means to be human. And that's going to take a few, um, a few pastors being willing to step out on this, you know, a few, like, I'm a, I'll am tell you what, uh <laughs> It, it pains me that it's much easier for me to get, um, you know, gays against groomers to repost some of my stuff than it is to get the local pastor on board. I'll, that's, that's just a fact. That's how it is right now. This craziness. We got to we got to wake up on this.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been doing this for about 20 years. And I can tell you that the pastors are mostly hirelings who really, frankly, don't give a crap. And I, I will say, <laughs> AMBLA, I'm, glad I'm not
1: the only one saying
0: <laughs> is the North American Man Boy Love Association. It's interesting. I had a guy who was a retired FBI, FBI agent on my show a couple number of years ago. His name's Bob Hamer. He did a uh, he wrote a book called The Last Undercover. It was his job as an FBI agent to go undercover and bust NAMBLA, right? Their motto used to be sex before eight or it's too late. So, you know, this has been going on for a while, but I think it's HR 8404, I think, is is the the thing that today, November 28th, if you're watching the archive, it's probably over that. But but the Defense of Marriage Act, which Clinton put into law, right? He signed into law. And then they had, we had the states, at least 30, uh, amend their constitution, right? To say marriage is one man, one woman. Oberfeld, overturned all that. And now they're trying to overturn what Clinton did in order to advocate basically for any type of marriage under the sun, right? Which is, it's it's just like a Pandora's box. and And you mentioned, transhumanism i'm very familiar with transhumanism because we've talked about it on the show i'm a weirdo i'm one of these weird women that that understands what the hell is going on and has been going like this did you wake up you know they they really you know i mean they really people really don't <laughs> understand don i'm just, i'm telling you um, but anyway, <laughs>
1: they'll be. I mean, yeah, they're they're gonna act surprised. You're right. We've been out here yelling. They're gonna ah. act surprised when they want to come and download you into a robot. And they're like, oh no, <laughs> they'll just accept it like they have accepted everything else. Um, yeah, it's you're right that the, the logic is is clear like it's a hard taskmaster you you use logic you know i teach logic in high school like yep. you go down this path it's not it's not a slippery slope it just is fact like this is where we are going okay we these people want transhumanism because they think that it will enable them to live forever yep. because they hate god yep. and they want to be like him the the, the bottom yep. line is this is a satan inspired movement Led by a few people. And I don't even like it's not even a conspiracy in the sense like I see, you know, this about it. Well, yeah, we're this room where these people are getting together and that I mean, it's a conspiracy on a Satan level. Right. But he's just telling the same lies that he always told. It's just that they're getting traction and they have the tech to go with it. But these people hate being creatures. They hate being part of creation. They hate God. And they want to fight against that. They see, they read the Garden of Eden story and they see the devil as the hero. Like this is classic Gnosticism. The Satan is the hero of that story, according to the classic Gnostic interpretation. That's what we see. That Matter and stuff that God made is evil. Your body is evil. We need to escape. We need to escape being male and female. We need to escape having babies and families. We we hate that we have parents. We hate that we have to be dependent on children. Like all that, we hate all that stuff. All of the stuff that makes us most closely in the image of God. male and female he created that we could procreate with him. I mean, this is all about being in the image of God, uh, but the movement, this trans, you know, gender, transhuman, um, all of anti-family, it hates the family. It hates the body. At the bottom line, it just hates God that that's what it is. And so So, we need to, yeah, we need to wake up.
0: That's how, you know, I loved, that's why I love the end of your movie and I loved also, the fact that you brought in the religious aspect, you know, you, you brought in the scriptural point of view about the fact that we are created in God's image, right? I love Psalm 139, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He knit us together in our mother's womb. Even before thoughts on our, you know, I mean, I could quote the whole thing because I have most of it memorized. But the thing is, is, is when you try to separate us from the body, and I thought that was so brilliant. You know, because the only way and I think it was the the plastic surgeon guy who said this, the only way that we can separate ourselves from our body is when we're dead.
1: Yeah, that's the definition (laughs) of death. Yeah, that's right. It's a a death dealing cult. That's what it is. That's what this is. It's a satanic death dealing cult that wants (laughs) to separate us from our body. And that just leaves us dead. That's, that's what it is. It's a, it's a death dealing cult. Um, yeah, there's some great, there's some great lines. That Dr. Lappert was fantastic. Another guy that we sort of stumbled on and uh, went. And uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. So good.
0: Well, I will give you the final word because we could talk a long time, and we've already talked close to an hour. So, <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, I would just encourage people to uh, one, I mean, watch the movie, right? So, get oh, absolutely. Even even if you've studied the topic, uh, what I have found is that people, you know, they're like, "Yeah, I thought I kind of knew," and then I they see is.
0: I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty well versed on the topic, and I learned a lot. So,
1: yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So it'll help you learn. And then um, here's what I not just selfishly but it it needs to be shared so <laughs> it, you have to get people to watch it somehow, right? So because I, here's what, even if you're out on the street, here's what happens. People will give you a little nod. They'll be like quietly. Hey, I support you. You know, good job. Um, they might take a piece of uh, literature, but more likely they'll take a picture of it with their phone because I can't be caught with this. They'll, you know, message you saying, Hey, love the film, but they won't share it on social media. Cause, Hey, I have this trans friend or whatever. And no, this is a, this is not that kind of topic. This is a kind of topic that uh, at the end of the day, we're going to look back on this as one of the stupidest, darkest errors in human history. And we're going to say, where was everybody? Where were the? Why were people not standing up and being more loud as tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of young girls are being mutilated, uh, sucked into this death cult? Like what's going on there? So we got to be on the right side of this and we have to be vocal about it um, because it's it's like it's just so satanic i mean there's there's not it's not like there's there's uh you know like gray area on this this is like light versus darkness like we got to we got to be on the right side of this thing and be vocal about it um because i think god's gonna not to get too, you know, judgmental, but on judgment day, you know, it's going to be like, what were you doing during this era? You know, because this is craziness. We we got to be outspoken about this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, everybody go to disconnectedmovie.com and that's D-Y-S connected, D-Y-S. And I guarantee you, it, what, it's like $10 or something. Download it. Watch it. Watch it with your families. Show it to your pastor. Do something, you know. <laughs> I'm doing this show because this is so important, and you'll learn a lot. And and you know, we need to support Don and you know and his work. So hey, I just want to say thank you for uh, coming on the show, and um, let me know what, what you're going to do next. We'll
1: probably yeah. it. Well, we yeah, have we got to figure it out. There's always a list, but I appreciate it, Lynn, Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to talk to you.
0: All right, so everybody, there you go. That was the interview with Don Johnson. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned something. Now, did you actually think we were going to talk about Planned Parenthood and transhumanism in this interview? You probably didn't. But yeah, there's all this stuff. And the movie really talks about um, all these things in greater detail. And you're going to love the end of the movie you will. I promise you, you're going to love the end of this movie if you get it. All right. So don't forget, go to disconnectedmovie.com. Also, don't forget to go over to our main website, hearttug.org. Make sure you're on my email list as we're going to have some giveaways and different special things that we're going to be doing. And um, most of all, I want to say thank you for tuning into the show. Make sure to follow us on Rumble, on Twitter, And everywhere else you can find us under Heart Talk International or Bible News Radio. And I want to say thank you again for for watching. We really appreciate it. Take care.